What's up, guys? Welcome to the sixth episode of The Drum Break, where we talk about everything in, on, and about the percussion world. I'm Mike. I'm Spencer. So, yeah, what do we got going on today? Today, um, we're going to be talking about one of the probably lesser known or lesser um, appreciated uh, genres of, of percuss- percussing. Form. Uh, form forms, percussing. Yeah. Um, doesn't really get um the the love that i think it deserves from uh from most people and that is uh classical percussion or concert percussion um you know the kind of stuff you see uh in in orchestra halls and with symphonies and in in wind bands and stuff like that um but before we get into all that stuff mike's gonna let you know where we you can find us yeah um so you can find us at a bunch of different places uh we are now on a new platform spotify as well so we are on spotify apple podcast um soundcloud podbean and on youtube so we're as far as i know we've we've covered a lot of platforms so there's no excuse (laughs) to not listen (laughs) you have no excuse none um and and that being said um you know i i see the views like we we you know we we check stuff i check stuff daily Mm -hmm. you know daily i check you know just to see um what's going on what's new what's not new um but like if you guys like i you guys are like listening to them shoot us a like 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 that video that you're watching on youtube like subscribe to our youtube like right now i think we only have like two subscribers but we have probably us (laughs) yeah but we have a bunch of views like we have probably like a hundred views over all of our episodes which Mm -hmm. is awesome can you imagine if we had all those subscribers yeah so. so yeah so please like hit that like button hit the subscribe button like we want to see that people are enjoying this like when you hit those like buttons it'll pop up yeah like on my phone all that engagement yeah like it'll it'll pop up on my phone and then like maybe like you'll it'll pop up on like a a recommended podcast for somebody Mm -hmm. um but yeah like so that being said just like always shoot us a like and um yeah yeah so. Good, good stuff. Um, <laughs> so, without further ado, um, why don't we why don't we get into um, sort of uh, describing, I guess, what concert percussion is, uh, yeah. what what instruments we play, what the main what the feel purpose is like. yeah. of it is. Um, if you want to start start with that, or For sure. Yeah. Um, so concert percussion, you know, there is a, uh, a ton of different, um, types. I would say, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to meet, like have percussion, like concert percussion be like a genre. Cause it's, I mean, it is, but it isn't mm-hmm. like it's its own world. Um, just as like WGI and, and DCI is, uh, but so within uh, concert percussion you can you find an array of of different instruments an array of different people and uh i don't really have like a set definition yeah um concert concert percussion is you're in a suit uh, usually 
Um, fancy clothes. Fancy clothes uh, in an auditorium or uh, gymnasium of some sort or concert large hall. Space. Yeah. yeah a, a, a performance hall. Um, yeah, a large space. And um, I would I would even consider uh, pit percussion to be kind of um, like pit band to be a little bit of this as well because uh, concert band you can you you know not only are you in those halls and you're the only people playing you could be playing for like a theater or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, but yeah so so concert percussion is made up of I I would say as many people as you would like. Yes. Um, I don't really think there's like a limit. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's, 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 it's really part based. So how many of her parts you have is usually how many yeah. of her people ha- you have. Very rarely will you find people doubling parts. And if they are doubled, then it's usually like a mallet part mm-hmm. is doubled, you know? And when I mean doubled, I don't mean two bell sets. I mean, maybe someone's on bell, someone's on vibes yeah. playing the same thing, just getting that different effect. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it, it, it's a, it's a really big range of, of Uh stuff. It's, it's going to be hard to cover, um, all of it today, um, only because, you know, there's so many, there's so so many different variables. Yeah. And the, there's so many variables as like, you got snare drum, bass drum, timpani, uh, auxiliary percussion, crash cymbals, suspended cymbals, triangles, uh, uh, you got mallet instruments. You got other Chimes, weird stuff. Gongs, you got gongs and break drum drums and and <clears throat> vibra slaps and all all that kind of stuff. And sleigh um, bells. And all of those instruments have very specific um, ways that you're supposed to play them and um, and everything. But as as far as like bring them all together and sort of giving them a purpose within the, the setting of, of a big, um, orchestra or band, um, is they're really there. The percussion is really there for, um, to give, to give the band impact. And I would say for, um, to give the band, uh, texture sort of, um, the impact one is sort of easy to imagine. Yeah. We got, probably the biggest instrument in in the orchestra or one of them yeah um at least is the concert bass drum or the the timpani yeah um i would say i would probably say concert huge bigger than this table um and just if you wear on them they're loud um yeah you can feel them (laughs) they yeah in in moments of of a piece where like you need that sort of that beef that that big low end impact, yeah. uh, the percussionist in the back will provide it for you. Um, and then, as far as texture, you got like um, the other uh, instruments, like like triangles or or snare drum, where it's a lot of sort of repeated patterns or yeah. different things, just sort of to add um, add a little bit more. Uh, I like to think of it as add a little salt to to it because in cooking like you know you got the recipe and then if it calls for salt it's like you you put the salt in and it just gives it a little more it brings out the flavor a little bit more um and that's what i think um us as percussionists do in in that setting is just just sort of support the rest of the band and give it more of like a 
uh, complete and together yeah. um, feeling. I would agree with that. You know, yeah, it's it's a lot of just like, um, like you said, like salt salted pieces. Um, at least you you'll you'll notice if you go to um, you know listen to a concert band play or a symphony play. Um, a lot of what the percussion is doing is adding that backup. Um, you know, like if the vibes are going to play or a certain part, then they'll probably be mimicking, you know, something that's a, happening in the woodwinds the, yeah. or, you know, yeah. something else, the strings. Yeah. You know. And it's a lot of that, like, you know, at least, uh, you know, especially with snare, um, like a lot of like the, the fast, like dig it out, 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 you know, that's all like those rhythms are like really common. Like the whole, like, you know, following, um, who, I, you know, like, I think trumpets would, yeah. is mostly what like the snare would follow um, in that. Or setting. if you're playing a march and you got the boom chick boom chick boom yeah. chick with the snares, like the snares and the French horns are always like <laughs> on the <laughs> offbeats. But 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 so it it's just a bunch of that like sort of building off of um, the the pieces of the orchestra that are already there. Yeah. Um, and just giving it more more oomph. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah but um yeah so so getting you know in into more of like what we do um concert band is uh, a a blessing and it's also a curse uh i i can really appreciate certain parts in concert band i love them i can't wait to play certain pieces in concert band and i i just have to say classical percussionists they they don't get a lot of like the praise that they no. deserve because it usually their their parts maybe not are not the technically the hardest but like if you're a a crash cymbal player and you're sitting through a whole piece and you have one crash at the end and you miss that it's like you're done everything is yeah. is off the so i'd say maybe maybe like mentally like you have to be in it yep. more more so than anyone else in the orchestra i think i would i would agree with that yeah. too you know and and going off that you know there's that one person who's playing that crash at the end of the song right or end of the piece mm-hmm. um they may not just be playing that crash there's yeah. been several um cases where it's they're jumping around like for me i think like classical percussionists have to be the most well-rounded oh yeah for and, sure like, you know because like if you're playing drum set like and you never play classical stuff you never have to learn how to play vibes you don't have to play piano you don't have to play timpani you don't have to play mm-hmm. any of that none of it you just have to play like your drum set and or same with a lot of bands band. if you have like three percussionists then you guys are going all around all over the place you're playing vibes during one part and then coming over and doing a suspended cymbal roll and then going to play a triangle thing it's like you just like you said you have to be really well-rounded yeah um to be able to sort of um succeed playing that that music yeah playing you know playing that music and, and being in that role um but yeah, and you know, we've had several experiences um with doing so and, and we'll we'll touch on a lot of our experiences and a lot of our experiences have been really good. Yeah. Um but like as I was saying, like that blessing and the curse thing. Mm-hmm. I like I love concert band. Let me rephrase that. I like concert band. I can definitely if someone if someone called me up right now and was like, Hey man, like we need you to like play for like two shows 
for our concert band, you know, it's like a bass part and then a timpani part. It's really easy. Can you come play? I'd be like, heck yeah. Like I'd do it without a doubt. But, um, you know, it's like, there's the backside to it. A piece I played, which I'll talk about, you know, we, um, we waited a long time to play a note. <laughs> waited several That's bars. That's a very, a f- common theme for percussionists. Yeah. Especially, you know, in that, in that it's, setting there's a lot of waiting a lot um, of waiting and 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 honestly that's the hardest part like i know it sounds funny but like once you like if you really look at some of the the pieces in concert band they're not that difficult they're basic rhythms you know and we can there's um we can get into this later i think uh it's there's sort of another um sort of branching path from from classical percussion and that's uh music written for like chamber percussion ensembles and i feel like in that in that space um the classical percussionists who would normally be just sort of playing i mean some pieces can get very difficult for percussion but um you know the being in a, a percussion ensemble gives them a chance to sort of really flex um their abilities and we can get into that because that that sort of music is also very fun um to put together um but yeah yeah so you know that's that's a little bit um on like the the start of of percussion um concert percussion and um so now uh we'll talk a little bit about like what like what really are those instruments doing, you know, within that ensemble and, you know, the, the vast majority, like, I know we covered, covered some of them, um, but we're, what we're going to dive deep in, um, right now. So like basic setup to me for concert band, right? Concert bass, uh, you got snare, you got your crash symbol, suspended symbol, timpani, and, for I'd say seventy percent of at least maybe um symphonic or 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 wind band pieces that that is gonna be the setup you have like a a percussion you have a snare drum like percussion one and then bass drum crash cymbals timpani maybe um for like for marches and um a lot of other sort of common uh pieces in in the repertoire. Um, so that's, that's kind of your like basic bare bones setup, maybe a, a mallet part yeah. as well. But like, yeah. And like, like a bells part or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah. So timpani, um, I played several pieces on timps. Timpani's uh, my favorite. Of I course. love timpani. Of course. Cause you're a quad drummer. You like, yeah. you like playing timps. Um, um, but usually five. Yeah. You have like four or five drums, maybe less, depending on on um, you know what what your band has. Um, but they're all just like these huge uh, these huge drums, and they got foot pedals at the bottom that you can use to change the pitch. Um, so timpani is like a sort of cool thing where usually when you're playing a drum, you don't get to change the pitch of it. You're just like playing snare drum and you do the yeah. rhythm. You got the sizes up here. Uh, yeah. So 
there's a, a couple a couple different ones. Uh, the most basic uh, setup I see is this is starting from uh, smallest to biggest, obviously. So it is going to go from right to left. You're going to have uh, 20, uh, 23, 26, 29, and then a 32. Yeah. So that's they the, get big. Yeah, they get they can get big. And fun fact about timpani before tenors. That's what people marched in drum corps. Yeah. They marched timpani. I can't even imagine. I, I hate at, moving At my timpanis. job at Loyola, I move timpani all the time. It's, I couldn't imagine carrying them across, across a field. But, um, so anyways, if usually when you're playing a drum, pitch isn't really a concern to you. Yeah. You're mainly playing rhythms. But for timpani, since you have that ability to tune. Yes. Um, it sort of uh, fills uh, a similar role that that a tuba would, where yep. you get that like low end support, and oftentimes you are doubling parts that the tuba um, that the tuba has. Uh, so you have that part of timpani, and then you also do um, sort of the impact kind of stuff yeah. with you got rolls and yeah, that's and really big hits with stuff um, with the bass drum and suspended cymbal and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the timpani rolls are that's, there's a lot of that. Cause it's sort of the, the only instrument that can really do something like that is just sustain a pitch for like a, a long period of like, <clears throat> as long as you can roll, you is- could go <laughs> rolling like this for half an hour. Like, yeah. Um, but and it it really um again fills that sort of like supporting role and and giving um giving the band that that much more sort of um support i don't really know a better word for it other needed than low end yeah needed low end yeah um, because like it, you know if you if you get a really good you know ensemble they're obviously going to you know match instruments and stuff but usually for high school you really only have one to maybe yeah. two or three tubas if in a band lucky, yeah. if you're lucky yeah you know and three is really pushing it um but you know yeah that the the timpani does really help with that low end tonal yeah. sound and a lot of a lot of more complex pieces you have like you're moving all around the timpani and and changing notes and and playing some complex stuff changing mallets too. changing mallets you know um, you can have a really soft mallet for and, really airy light stuff or an yeah. extremely hard mallet if you really want to get those heavy impacts yeah yeah going. um but it's it's a lot of fun to play i think that's why myself and probably a lot of other percussionists feel that timpani is one of their uh one of their favorite uh instruments just because it's so like it you can do so much stuff with it and it's fun to be able to have be surrounded by (laughs) drums that are like you know um twice the size as as any other drum that you'd be playing normally right yeah Yeah. it's it's a lot (laughs) of fun but that's that's sort of timpani in a nutshell yeah um and then we got I think we can talk about uh, like stuff, bass, snare, yeah, um, and so, crash cymbals are kind of a unit usually yep. together. Um, yeah, they they are usually that uh, unit. And I would even say uh, crash cymbals and suspended cymbal because without a doubt, I don't think I've ever really played a piece where it's like, okay, we need crash cymbals and somebody else was playing 
some sort of suspended symbol if you had mm-hmm. the extra person. Um, and this was also a very long time ago. My memory does not serve <laughs> me correctly all the time. <laughs> so please, if anyone who's listening and is like, well, I remember playing a piece. I don't remember everything. Yeah. Okay. I'm just not a steel trap up here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like concert bass is way different um, than like a drum set bass drum or even a marching, uh, marching mm-hmm. bass drum. So uh, concert bass drums are are on some sort of frame, um, and they usually got some wheels on them. Yeah, uh, because that's that I would say was is the biggest drum in the band. Yeah, they're big. Um, yeah, like probably as big as the like the thirty two inch timpani. Yeah, um, if, if not bigger. Yeah, you know thirty six. Some of them get huge. Yeah, you can you can get really big. Um, they use a giant, um, like if you want like a really nice low, like, yeah, like oof tone. Boom. Yeah. Like they'll use, um, like those calfskin heads. If I'm, yeah. if I'm, you know, if and I'm, that oh, paired with like a huge puffy mallet. Yeah. Like, and that's just, you get that big sort of warm, like, whoom, yeah. It, you know? Yeah. It literally sounds like if you've ever been to like a concert and like, you know the the guy on the bass is just like poosh, poosh, and yeah. just like the giant bass drop it's like that's yeah or what about the the THX right isn't that the, the movie logo, yeah. the logo movie where it's like you know like that last bit where it's just like Ooh. it's just a, a bunch of bass yeah. like yeah so like that's that's like the concert bass especially it, with those big puffy mallets yeah um it has the potential to be like the loudest instrument in the in the band because it is it's it's sort of um daunting i guess to play it loud because um it's like because of the like the thickness of the the calfskin heads that they usually use and if you're using soft mallets you have to hit it pretty hard yeah to get like to get a loud sound fundamental note yeah an actual note yeah um and sometimes pieces call for that, and you just gotta smack. You just it. gotta go in. Yeah. Um, but another role that the bass drum fills is sort of similar to timpani, where um, a lot of times you'll be playing with two mallets. Yep. And sort of like up on an angle like this, because the bass drum is going to be angled. Yeah. So um, so the the bass drum stance. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna. I'll get up and do it. I'll get up and. Oh, and, you'll and, get up and do it. And do it okay. for the for people who are for the are, viewers online. Yeah, so on YouTube, um, just like describe what I'm doing. Okay, so the way the the frame of the bass drum is situated, it's it's going to be like on an angle, or at least that's like the easiest way to play it. Um, yeah, so it's on an angle, um, and usually there's a little like foot, um, like footrest up here. Um, that you'll stand on with your left foot because um, it's it's tilted like yeah to the left and you have to get your arm up and it's just easier to stabilize it there. Um, so if you got <laughs> yeah you got two mallets and similar to a timpani you could be doing like rolls. Yeah. So um, usually leaning over the top. Yeah, leaning over and it. it it, a bass drum roll really gives it doesn't necessarily have a pitch like a timpani roll no yeah um but it just like if you imagine like i know we're doing a lot of sound effects here but like <laughs> the inception sound effects where it's like and it just yeah. like 
it's sort of this rumble like that it, you can feel more so that you can hear like you you feel it more like in your chest yeah, and in your heart that's area. what a, a bass drum roll gives you and then also you don't have to get back up no, but yeah. with regards to the position a lot of times your your right knee will be used to dampen oh, i just kicked the table <laughs> to dampen or to mute the bass drum because that's also a big problem with such a big instrument and such a loud instrument that there's a lot of yeah. sustain when you hit it. You don't just hit it once and it goes boom. You hit it once and it goes boom. Yeah. So in a lot of pieces, if they just want like a short impact, you have to find a way to dampen that huge drum. Yeah, which is which is a hard thing to do. You um, almost have to get your entire body onto it <laughs> in order to... Yeah, you know, it, it literally looks like you're like giving you're like, giving the it a drum hug. a hug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so like m- most of the concert ba- uh, bases that I've at least seen or played have had some sort of muting, whether that be on yeah. the front or the back. Um, um, a lot of times it's a towel, a black up towel on the front that you can flip down. Yeah. Uh, there's also like those like door draft. Yeah, yeah. Things that you put in front of the doors that those I've seen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like when you're when you're muting that drum, you have that towel down. Yeah. You usually have well, at least when I play, I have my arm down, mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm still holding the other mallet. But so with I, with your like hand, yeah. So I do like the mallet, a rock star, yeah. like mallet hand with the mallet on the drum, and then and if you can get your knee up here, yeah. And and even then, it's it's yeah. sometimes it's like um, it needs to be more muted. It needs to be more muted. It's like, oh, but yeah, bass drum's cool. Bass drum's a lot of fun to play too. Yeah, um, uh, just because you you get to be you know the biggest instrument. That the, yeah, I like I know like I'm a a snare guy or whatever. But like when it comes to concert band, that I hated playing snare for concert band. Mm-hmm. I loved playing bass and crash cymbals. Yeah. Like. That that right there is like my chill time, and like yeah. I get to be really regal about it. You know, my crash cymbals are nice and big, and I yeah. just get to like we can sh- we can talk about that next. Yeah. Um, as far as uh like impact rolls, crash cymbals is is probably one of the the most important. Yeah. Um, because you know you get you get that big loud washy just right Whoosh. on the money. Yeah. Sh- yeah. That everyone knows. Um. But crash symbols is it's especially if you if you're doing more than just one note at like the end of a piece. If you have um like we can get into a little more of our specific experiences later, but I remember in uh in high school when we were in the the symphony orchestra, they were playing in the hall of the mountain king. Yeah. And I was playing crash symbols for that. And you know, in the hall of but then it keeps getting faster. And at the end I come in with the symbols and and it's just uh and it's like you gotta go fast. I think I was playing concert bass for that. Yeah. Um Doom Bat Doom Bat. Yeah. And keep in mind these these are pretty heavy um symbols a lot of time concert bands will have like bigger symbols usually like 18 16 to 18 obviously because you know you're not marching with them you're just staying still so they can handle bigger symbols and also for the the sound that that they produce um but like it takes some it takes some strength to yeah. and endurance to be able to get through a whole piece especially um something like 
like in the Hall of the Mountain King where it's it's a lot of constant um fast playing but um and I had to I had to mute it too like every crash so um if yeah. you want the same thing <clears throat> it's like a choke sort right? of like a choke a fast um impact with no sustain you got to crash it and then bring it in to like your chest area and yeah. a, a lot of times if you're going fast you'll just like be bruising up your chest to yep. get that crash because it's like right in here in this little crook of your arm um but that's how you got to do it to get the dampening that you yeah. need um and and going along with with crash symbols um like i said you know suspended symbol is, is also one of my my favorites yeah. um uh just because you do i like i feel like with suspended symbol you're like like a a sneaky something like i don't have an analogy for it right now yeah but it's like it comes out of nowhere and it's just like and it's It's, like yeah it's there i would say like it's similar to the bass drum what you said earlier i like is like you can be regal it's like suspended symbol it's so just like majestic and it's like yeah. You can be able to be that sort of um there's you know there's a certain attitude when it comes to concert band at yeah, least for yeah. me and that attitude is very regal with your playing you know your hand your hand movements are much more um fluent and yeah. and very watery and a lot of that comes from the the sound quality that is demanded of percussionists because a lot of it you're trying to project to like an audience um and especially if you're like want to sustain note like crash cymbals if you want like a sustained note and have it project you can't just crash it right in front of you you crash and then you bring it out to the audience so that the sound comes comes out and with suspended cymbal if you're just rolling like if you're like you're playing a a drum like a snare drum yeah and then you just like go off of it it doesn't give that same sort of sound quality than if you're to like really get into that roll and then lift off and hit the cymbal while you do it you know it it also may be like just a mental thing that too you know it's it's like it's it's like this the suspended symbol is the one that's really good at at portraying that yeah only because you have to start very lightly towards the bell mm-hmm. right and then you slowly work your way out and then that last note you just give it that little like yeah. right or left you know and that just sends it over to the top it starts and then, like whoosh, that that moment yeah. the symbol opens up is like it, yeah it's it's and then just wa- it's it's great. It's yeah. awesome. I love <laughs> if it's placed in the right spot, like a good suspension yes. cymbal roll and a good bass drum roll and a good impact. It's like that's the thing that gives you chills. Yeah, in, in pieces, I think. Yeah, and and then that goes not just for concert band. Yeah, that's for everything. Like mm-hmm. it's those those big impacts. I mean, like yes, drum corps, they are like impact city because like that's what it is. Like yeah. that's what drum corps, you know, who can give me the best impacts is like, you know, that's the best thing. Right. But like concert band, I don't know. It's like, it's, it, it's different. It's a different, especially impact. when you're in, in an auditorium and everything's echoing around you yeah. and it's just, yeah. Cause like when you're, when you're playing the impact, right? Like in, in marching band, you can hear it, but you don't really feel it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, cause you're in there, you're behind you. Like, especially cause yeah. for me, I think most impacts happen when the freaking batteries in the back for some reason. Yeah. I don't understand why, but, but that's as, okay. As a performer, you don't get to feel the impact in the same way that the audience does. Yeah. But in concert band in an auditorium, everything sounds bouncing all over the place. You have no choice, but to feel it. Exactly. And know. it's so great. It is. It, you know, it really does, you know, make that, um, make it it really does make it better yeah um but yeah so like that's a little bit um on the suspended symbol to finish our little art yeah our unit with with snare drum yeah. added into those uh snare drum concert snare drum or classical snare drum like i said before it's a lot of um sort of filling out dead space i guess um where similar to like a timpani where they can sustain a note forever the snare drum can play a lot of very intricate rhythms that someone trying to articulate it on a trumpet or or a a clarinet wouldn't be able to do that successfully so the snare drum kind of um can add that little little bit of rhythmic interest um in into the band um and a lot of times it's it's repeated patterns um or you know you can also do rolls on the snare drum that coincide with bass drum rolls and timpani rolls and yeah. all that kind of stuff play an impacts snare drum can get pretty loud too um you don't often play rim shots on a classical snare drum yeah i don't think i have really yeah. in a piece maybe you know? like once cuz a lot of times like drum set snare drums can get really nice and expensive and you play rim shots on those all the time but like classical snare drums, yeah, they get really nice and really expensive. Yeah, well, so you don't want to be wet, like yeah, you know the the one like um the one main snare that I had a lot of um time to you know definitely play was that like pearl like master series. It was like a custom. Yeah, it, yeah. It had like really awesome hardware that looked like kind of like uh, is it sonar that has those like it was circular like really beefy thick yeah. hardware, but it had like three different snares on it. Yeah, and they all had their own switch. They that's were, that's very common with with concert snare yeah. drums. It's like you got one um. Uh, that's sort of like a tight snare, one that's a medium snare, one that's a loose snare, and you can have all the all of them up to get sort of like a more standard like yeah. uh, uh, sound set yeah. snare feel. Or you can mix and match them if you want a different, you know, so you don't have to keep tightening and loosening to get different effects with the, the snare wires, and that's yeah. really cool. Um, and again, with that, that snare drum you are talking about, I loved playing on it. It felt yeah. so good to play, but I would never use it as a drum set snare no, ever no way yeah no it's 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 almost too beautiful yeah of an instrument to like to be on like a drum set and same same thing goes with with the sticks that you use a lot of times concert band sticks will be um somewhere in between like a uh, a drum set stick and a and a marching band stick because you don't want like a huge ralph hardeman um you know, playing on a concert snare drum because that's just going to be way too way too heavy. But you also don't yeah. want like a seven A 7A jazz stick because then you won't really get this sort of uh, sound quality that you need. So there's sort of a middle ground, like yeah, it's thick. It's but really weird. Not too heavy. It's honestly almost like a, a pipe band. Yeah, uh, a pipe band mm-hmm. uh, snare stick. Which um, so speaking of pipe band. 
um, we may have a possible pipe band guest. Yes. Um, a, a guy who is very well known um, in the pipe world. Um, and if, if you didn't, we haven't talked about it much on the podcast, yeah. but recently Mike and I had have become a part of uh, a pipe band in Chicago, uh, City of Chicago Pipe Band. Um, and just sort of through a mutual friend and they were trying to recruit more people and we had yep. always, our friend had always talked about it and talked about like how cool it was. Yeah. Um, and we just, we just, we jumped in and, and fell in love with it. It's awesome. It's, it's a very different kind of drumming. Yeah. Which we'll have an entire yes. episode obviously with that. Um, but yeah, so the those concert band snare sticks are are somewhat like a of a pipe band. Yeah, uh, snare it's like stick. they're they're thick. It's got that thick bead at the that thick. But they're but yeah. they're not heavy. No, they're very light. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 definitely really weird. Um. You know that the, those the sticks and a lot of the a lot of the implements that you use for marching mm-hmm. band and stuff you don't use it for concert band or yeah. drum set you don't use for that or you might. Um. But so that those like snare bass cymbals timpani yeah. th- that's like the the sort of main percussive yeah you know things you got you got mallet instruments you know marimbas and and glocks and vibraphones and most of that stays the same from marching to, to yeah concert yeah. because you know unless you get the really nice you know like rosewood marimbas mm-hmm. that are you know you probably won't you'll use softer mallets yeah um because you're not trying to project to a big in a football field yeah um there will be like more emphasis on on sort of this the range of dynamics um but yeah you got you got mallet instruments um the you the got trap table too the trap table you That's, got all your auxiliary yeah metal and wood percussion sleigh bells i mean what else what else you got in there slide sleigh whistles bells, slide whistles um, triangles um wood blocks claves got, got them good old shakers latin uh smackers yeah um <laughs> you got the the whip the uh yeah. uh what's it called i don't know what the actual name of it is but um, i don't know the bell tree the bell tree yeah uh that's, that's another good one just a bunch of a bunch of assorted things that even like stuff like the slide whistle or like a vibra slap or or stuff that could like don't really belong anywhere else but there so you put it in percussion like we <laughs> you're gonna love that i'm talking about this we had an air raid siren oh uh, yes as yes one piece that we played in high school called for an air raid siren and it was in the percussion part because where else would you put it <laughs> um and we had the, for some reason we had this big it was like a red it, box it was a giant like red rectangle box and you push a button and it starts up and it and if, and it's it had got a the lid. lid. If and, you open the lid, oh it is deafening. It's so loud. But you know, stuff like that, the slide whistle, it's like not really percussion, but where else are you gonna put it? Right. Um so we get to have fun with a lot of a lot of stuff like that. You know, we get There's cowbells the, and that, that and, like weird like bird whistle. Yeah, that you the put bird like the whistle, water in. Yeah. Um, you know, castanets, any sort of little yeah, you know, bits yeah. and bobs that's it. 
it's like i don't know i love the trap table okay wait i don't love the trap table (laughs) i like what's inside it (laughs) like and it's fun to just like I know this is going to sound bad. I'm probably going to out myself right now, but it's fun to go to like different high schools or like different schools and to see what they have in their trap table. They have what they got. It's like, Oh, what, what is that? They got a a hubcap in here. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, those, that thing, you know, break drum, break drums are in there. There's just like a steel pipe that we've had in there before. You know, there's tons of an array of stuff that, you know, just like fun little things that, you know, really do like make the little, the pieces just that much better. Uh Tambourines. I totally even even think about those. Um, But yeah, so that's like, that's, you know, most of the gist of the the instrumentation, what you'll see in, in sort of your everyday orchestra or, or, or concert band, you know? Yeah. Um, now we're just going to do a little bit of, um, you know, our experience with, with concert band. Uh, we got a lot of good stories. Yeah, we don't have story time for time. them all. Um, but we'll definitely tell, we'll definitely tell some good ones. Um, as far as concert percussion goes, um, Spencer and I have been in pretty much the same band, concert yeah, band. Drumming for, together, uh, probably drumming together in a concert band setting more so than anywhere else. Right? Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe aside from marching band, because yeah. it's like the same amount of time. I, but I'd say that we were more in a, a drum set setting, me and you. Together? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's right. For jazz. But I then... wanted to I wanted to point out that um, our school, uh, which not every school does this, um, which... I have some mixed feelings, but overall, I think it's a good thing that it. If you wanted to do marching band, you were also required to do concert band. Yeah, it it wasn't like some schools you can just be a part of the marching band and that's it, like a sports team. And when when the football season is over, your marching band season is over. Um, but at our school, if you were in the marching band. Once marching band was over, you went into concert band and you had to play, you know, all the, all the concert wind band repertoire. And a lot of people didn't like it. I didn't like it for a little bit. (laughs) Every once in a while, I was like, oh, I just want to be playing quads. Yeah. But I think overall it was a very good thing to have us exposed to yeah, it did. to it that was. side of percussion you yeah know? it definitely was um so yeah we were in a uh, freshman band uh concert band and i mean i don't really like to say concert band because it's more like i don't know, like regular band it's band it's band wind yeah. band wind band you know, yeah concert band for whatever. the sake of differentiating it from Just concert band. orchestra <laughs> yeah um concert band so yeah i mean i guess it is concert band um but you know, we, we've been in, we were in freshman concert band together. Uh, we played a lot of awesome, fun pieces, yeah. uh, together. <laughs> that was a, that was a good time. Cause that's when we were still like, we were just become like really good friends mm-hmm. and we were like, just still like, it was our, our friendship was new and our percussion experiences, everything was new yeah. and we we're just sort of in it. Yeah. It and was, it was definitely it was a really lot of cool. fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that freshman year, um, we were like kind of hyped about like concert band. Cause like it was different. Like you said, it was mm-hmm. new. Um, so hyped in fact <laughs> that, um, we like out of the blue decided to do a 
uh, percussion ensemble. That was freshman year, right? Yeah, we did because there was this um, uh, competition slash like clinic type thing that was going on um, for like a bunch of local high schools in the area. And they were doing like uh, Northwestern Ensemble. Yeah, I think is what it's called. Um, or North Shore Ensemble or Northwestern. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we it was for like bands if they wanted to like compete as a solo or in an ensemble. Northwestern and solo and ensemble. Some, yeah, I think that was it. And uh, I think was it you or was it our director who said that we should do it? Well, okay, so it was you and I. Oh, more so yeah, me. I remember because in the beginning we thought it was for anything. Any, we thought we could bring in a like a drumline cadence and play and it. Play it. We were going to play um, a, a drumline song, a, 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 like a popular rap song at the time, but a drumline version of it. And we were like, we got the sheet music, and we were, we were gonna, learning. We were, it's like, oh, this is gonna be so sick. Do you want to know what song it was? <laughs> I don't know if we can say it. I don't know. It was shots. Shot, 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 shots. Everybody. It was yeah. so cool. The drumline arrangement. And we were like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And so then we learned a little bit of it beforehand. Like yeah. we had rehearsals. I, I don't know how soon it was before the actual thing where our band director was like, wanted to check in because he knew we were doing it. And yeah. he was like, so what piece are you doing? We were like, we're doing shots. <laughs> And he's like, shots. And he's like, you guys know this is a concert ensemble thing, right? right. You can't have what? a drum line. Yeah. What? We were like, no drum line stuff? So, but we had already signed up. Yeah. So, like, our time slot was in, so we had to do it. Um, was it two or one week? I think it was It might have been two weeks. Two weeks before this ensemble competition, because it was a competition too. Yeah. It was ensemble competition. Two weeks before our ensemble competition, we had no music. We had no rehearsals. We had nothing. Those two weeks, our director found uh, an awesome piece for us that actually one of, uh, one of, the the band's good friends. The band's good friends. <laughs> one of Glenview's most treasured percussionists. Yeah. Um, one of the world's most treasured percussionists, I'd say. Um, Dick Shorey, who is an amazing, amazing guy. Um, just, like, awesome uh, uh, resume for a percussionist. He has a bunch of albums out yep. with, with I, percussion I, ensemble. I have a vinyl from him. That's he was signed. like a very, um, I guess, instrumental person in like sort of early percussion ensemble stuff, at least in, in America, in the Chicagoland yeah. area. Um, in, you know, like the fifties and sixties, he was writing cool percussion ensemble stuff um, are I you have, gonna pull something up? I have no. I have okay. the first page of of the 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 piece we played. Yeah. So the, so th- this piece that he wrote that our band director found was that, is called Baja. It's called Baja. Um, and it's for uh, a percussion quintet. So um, the it consisted of you, me, um, one of three and three of our other percussion friends. Um, and we all like we're going to play this shots thing. And then all of a sudden now we're playing like a percussion so quintet we, ensemble. We piece. took our regular 
because at our school we had like band class during the day yeah and during those two weeks that our band directors pulled us out of that band class to rehearse by ourselves for this percussion ensemble thing yes so like for two weeks straight that's all we did and then i think we actually had some after school rehearsals too yeah uh maybe like only one or two you know when we were we had the time but most of our rehearsals were like during band class and uh-huh. it was like we would just go out we in- felt kind of cool because you know <laughs> all the all the woodwinds and brass are, are sitting in there like okay bye and we're the- going to do something yeah and ourselves. all the other people who weren't in the thing all the other percussion people who like weren't in there yeah. had to like fill the spot mm-hmm. um fill our spots which is five people in that band at that time was a lot of percussion is gone yeah. Because we probably only had another two or three more people there to fill all yeah. those parts, um, but uh, it it seemed to work out in well, the end. It seemed to work out. Uh, we thought it was good, and when we showed up, we played it, and we know because the the instructor or the the guy who's the judge adjudicator yeah, adjudicator yeah doesn't have our sheet music, so he doesn't really know. I don't think he has the sheet music. I don't. Yeah, I don't um, remember. Maybe so, they had to give it to him, but maybe they didn't i don't know but yeah we we showed up to like northwestern and like their their like music hall and it was like a bunch of us because we had some other kids from the the band we're doing solos or like wind ensemble things um but yeah so we had showed up this is two weeks before this this competition thing we played as freshmen we played this you know percussion uh quintet piece Uh from one of like the best one of my (laughs) who i think is the best and i know he's the best you know percussive writers you know that i know and we thought we bombed it Mm -hmm. i thought we bombed it because we like messed up a part or whatever you know we got first place like we got first place it was crazy we almost got a perfect score we don't we didn't get a perfect score we almost got it's not like we got like they announced it or like we just showed up we played and then waited for everyone else to be done and we left they yeah. didn't uh, like we didn't know until maybe a week later a yeah. few days later yep our our band director like hands us this thing it's like you guys got the highest score like you got the first place in the thing which isn't you know we didn't get a prize or anything yeah but and you know the one point that that got us it was um feel like we weren't feeling the music enough that's where we lost points. Not on the music, you know, not on technique. Little freshmen trying to feel this this but piece. We're like freaking out though too yeah. because this, this is our first like on like percussion ensemble by ourselves. Yeah. Like usually we get to room. we get to hide behind a hundred people in a band. No, yeah. But like, this time it was a room like the about the big as the set here. And the guy's yeah. just like standing there, he's like, Yeah. That was great. Okay, thanks. Bye. And then a week later, it's like, yeah, here, you guys almost had a perfect score. Uh-huh. Like, the only thing that you didn't do was, like, yeah. feel the piece enough. And I'm like, we lost one point to not feeling the yeah. piece enough? Like, what? Um, that was good. Yeah, that was that's a that's a great story. Um, and then that was freshman year. Yep. And we sort of moved uh, moved through the the ranks, I guess you could say, sophomore, junior, senior year. Um, playing concert band, yep. uh, doing all that stuff. It was great. Um, we did a Christmas concert every year, um, which was fun. And we would, during the concert, uh, <laughs> uh, we had like 
Santa, the real Santa from the North Pole. Santa was there, yep. Yeah, he came and sat up on stage and all the kids in the audience would get to sit on his lap. But during that whole time, the band would be playing Sleigh Ride the entire time. The entire time. Maybe for half an hour. I would say say easy. Yeah. And it was so fun, especially the percussion in that piece, because every year I tried to get the um the whip you know the that was me with the the wood thing the um and i loved it and and you got the the sleigh bells i had the um what's the word i'm looking for uh the honor the honor and pleasure of playing sleigh bells with dick shorey yes he would come because it was like a sort of joint concert with yeah our the area's concert band, which he was a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would come together and Dick Shorey would be sitting there with his so like I, antique I, sleigh bells. Yes. And I, <laughs> and I sat there and he like, cause well, the way we were taught was to like have the sleigh bells here and hit, and hit it, hit which it on is top. like a way you can play it. Yeah, it's but, like a valid but way, like, but you know, Dick and I were like, Dick was like, no, that's not how you play those. I was like, okay, show me, master. I was like, please. And so he, I'm sitting there. We're playing sleigh like, bells for a half an hour, and it's just me me and Dick, and we're just like, shink, 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 and we're just like shink, looking shink, back shink, at each shink, other, shink, 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 and we're just like, this is the best thing ever. This is so actually, much fun. The funny thing about about that, uh, Dick Shorey's buddy, who um, would always like be there with him and was in the concert band, he was playing the whip part with me, and we had a, a time trying to like time it exactly so he got it like at the same time yeah. and it would be so loud and it was it was awesome. It was fun cuz every we played it I don't know 10 15 times. Um so every once in a while we'd be a little bit off of each yeah. other and we'd be like <laughs> and we'd be like oh man next time we got to get it better. <laughs> yeah. Um but that was always fun. Yeah. Uh concert band throughout those years and then um our senior year uh our school um it was actually really awesome because our school it's a a district along with um another school in our district the other school in our district yeah um have a joint uh symphony orchestra um called glenbrook symphony orchestra and it it was like an awesome thing um all these kids from different our different schools coming together we didn't really know each other before then and being a part of the symphony orchestra um but until our senior year we hadn't been a part of it not at all and we didn't have anything to do with mike and i were kind of like going down our list being like all right it's our senior year we gotta make the most of it what haven't we done one thing that was unchecked gso (laughs) glenbrook symphony orchestra so we were like, all right. And all Let's our go. sort of upperclassmen friends who had graduated already had been a part of it. And we felt like, all right, we, yeah. they did it. We got to like show our, our passion for this, this music program yeah. and do it. And we did. Um, yeah. It, and <laughs> we can go a little bit yeah. more into the, 
the story of that. Yeah. So, um, for, I mean, for the longest time, as long as I can remember, that we always had like GSO kids coming and asking us to use the stuff. And usually you and I are there the latest um, mm-hmm. just because we like band too much and whatever. So <laughs> we, we were like always there the latest. So they would always be like coming in at like whatever, seven o'clock. And they'd be like, oh, can we uh, borrow this, that, and this, yeah. and the other thing? We I'm need like, the yeah, triangle sure. and, you know, yeah. wheel like, this vibraphone out. And for the longest time, I'm like, where are these kids taking this stuff? And like, what are they doing with it? Because I would leave. I would not stay to watch that i was like gsl mm-hmm. screw that it's good slam and then like you and i are you i think it was you who was actually like let's do gso we should do it like we should yeah. do it because like we had done everything every other ensemble that we had available to us in as a percussionist as a like percussionist. obviously we could have done orchestra or something if we played cello but we didn't we don't <laughs> so as as percussionists we did yeah. everything that we could so, besides that yeah we had we had an awesome group of people in that and it that was thing. great it was yeah. dude like the one the one way i can describe like gso was it was a party the whole time yep <laughs> it was a one giant party because like it's a bunch of like north and south kids um for the people who don't you know, yeah, know yeah. what school we go to there was a, there was a glenbrook there is a glenbrook north and a glenbrook south part of the um, same district yeah we were um, we were we we're from south um but we had a lot of good friends that came out of north that yeah, we like didn't even that know we met through this this gso, GSO. orchestra um and yeah it was uh, the percussionists were a great uh, eclectic awesome bunch of people and you had us we were the 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 oldest oldest there but it was also our first year yeah so there were kids younger than us who had been part of it for three years and so it was like a really fun sort of dynamic where we were like the upperclassmen but also the rookies yeah and we just had a ton of fun played a lot of awesome pieces um yeah it was a great time and so there here's the story i'll say it quick um, for percussionists that love playing music, um, I did not love playing the Beauty and the Beast track. If anybody ever asks me to play the Beauty and the Beast track ever again, I will forever say no, and I will probably light it on fire in front oh, of them. No. I had to wait 148 bars of music really to play long. two notes. Two. 148 bars is with, what, three pages of music? I don't even know. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, about three pages of music and the two notes. That's it. Two notes. The Yeah. The thing is in that <laughs> it was sort of an enigma in that ensemble because we had a lot of percussionists, I, maybe I think eight or something. Yeah. Um, and so whereas a lot of times you'd have like you wouldn't only be playing crash cymbals, you'd be doing other stuff during the piece. But since we had so many you were just playing crash symbols we had we had nine nine yeah um so it's not like you could do anything else while you were resting waiting for that symbol those symbol crashes yeah and and Um, not all not all the parts were um you know not we didn't have nine parts all the time yeah so there was a lot of points where we were just like you and i were just like waiting in the back and we were just like Mm -hmm. playing marching stuff while we were waiting for concert pan um or gso I I have a, a different opinion on that piece. I love that Beauty and the Beast piece. I got to play timpani. It was so awesome. It's like so climactic. No, it's not. And you were a part of that climb. If you weren't there, 
crashing the cymbals, it no, would have ruined bass it. bass drum. It would have ruined it. It was bass oh, drum. Oh, bass drum. Two notes on bass drum. You would have ruined it. No. If you didn't play those, like, that, like I said before. I'm, I'm convinced that I could have gone without playing those two notes. That's what gives you chills in pieces. Yeah. Like, that big impact, even if it takes you. Yep three pages to wait for it you know and another cool thing that we did in gso was um we played uh, a bunch of like different harry potter um themed music every every sort of season i guess um semester of gso uh where there would be a concert at the end. Every concert had a theme, yeah. which I thought was was awesome. And I loved our theme. Yeah. I love the Harry Potter the, like the, our show our first theme. semester of of GSO was like a fairy tale fantasy theme, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. We played the Beauty and the Beast yeah. music. We played music from Harry Potter, which was so cool. I played timpani for that again, and like so. I don't know if you even remember this, but to go along with. Um, the music that we are playing, they like above us threw up the yeah, movie. Yeah, someone edited like clips from the movie to match up with what we were playing. Yeah, so like, and they projected it during the concert. Yeah, so like yeah. Harry and all of them were like up there, like, and they're like going with the car scene. I think is one of the ones that we did, or yeah. the train scene, the train, like you know, the main like train scene, uh-huh. and we were playing along with the movie, yeah, it was which so, like was uh, yeah. so cool. There but. was yeah, there was a lot of cool moments in that, and we had like uh, the the pianist who, um, which was also cool because we had a pianist. Like, yeah, a lot of times you don't really get to play with piano in like concert band or even regular orchestra, but a lot of symphony orchestra pieces call for piano. Yeah, and the piano player was playing like a the Celeste with like that opening it was like so awesome to hear it on like the authentic instrument and it was so yeah it was so cool um but yeah that was that was harry potter and then um i think we played um a few other uh, pieces and then our second semester um concert was also really cool for us because So it, since it was like our last, um, our last thing, and and I, from what I think, the percussion section was like one of the more better ones that they had. Um, so I, I think that they wanted to like feature us to capitalize on you know on us the talent that yeah, was there, the talent that was there. Because I mean, we had Alex, you, me, Shuri, Henry, like Will like a, a ton of awesome people like you know um that that were a part of it and um yeah we so like our our one of our band directors actually was sort of would come into rehearsals he was a percussionist yeah um he was kind of like our percussion instructor sort of yeah like the the main directors were you know the main directors but then he would come in um, and sort of be our percussion director. And I think it was actually his idea initially to have to write a piece that featured us to write a percussion ensemble piece that we could play at the end of semester concert. Yeah. Um, but he didn't want to write it. He wanted us to write it. Yeah. And not us like Mike and I, us as in all of the percussionists to write it. So so the the way we did this was um each of us went uh, went our separate ways. 
um, at our house and we picked whatever instrument we wanted to, to use it literally. And when I say any instrument, it was like, they, they were like, choose anything you want. Yeah. If we have it and we can play it, do it. So people wrote things at different tempos, had different things in mind, different rhythms, everything. Yeah. Wrote this whole long thing. And you and I were like, well, let's not write it separate. Let's write yeah, a, a piece together. together. So each of us, it was actually awesome how, and I can't imagine how, how Brian came up with a way to stitch all of these independent things together. And it sounded great. It sounded awesome. Um, but our the section that we wrote had us like splitting parts between each other. Yeah, we we got a little stupid with it. So I was I was on um I was on Cajon. I was on Jembe. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we had this like whole like groove section in the beginning and then we had these it was uh split fours yeah. and then twos and then ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Um but it it ended up being such an awesome piece. Um everyone like we get, we had someone playing a doombex someone playing congas someone playing uh like auxiliary shakers and stuff someone yep. playing bass drum and it was it was an awesome piece to perform uh and it is on it is recorded on a cd yep uh i don't think I, you have the cd yeah i have the cd um it's the the cd is um Oh, I think it's uh, oh, hold on, uh, Mediterranean something yeah, or because that was the that was the theme. It was like a Mediterranean yeah. sort of thing. So we all had like picked drums from like that sort of area, maybe into like a little bit of Africa to get sort of that yeah like North African influence. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, it was it was an awesome. Uh, it was called Souk Souk, which I believe means like marketplace or something yep. in in a language yeah like in like some mediterranean yeah yeah um but if anyone can get their hands on that cd it's on there how would you even spell that s-o-u-k i think is how um souk meaning obviously i've looked it up yeah uh, a street market particularly in arabic and yeah arabic yeah Somali speaking countries, a place um, where people buy and sell yeah, goods. That was the vibe we were going for, like a sort of mish, mishmash, like marketplace type where you're like hearing drums from a, a bunch of different places, but you don't know where they're coming from and yeah. they just sort of meld together. It was an awesome piece. It honestly, like, I, I, you know, I don't know if, if Brian listens, but, um, thanks so much for doing yeah, that. That, that was, was such great. A, that was such a cool um, opportunity. Like, and, and doing that, getting into that was probably the most fun because as we've talked about, concert band is fun, but when you are like put into uh, an ensemble of just percussionists and you can sort of like do things that you wouldn't normally in a in a normal symphonic setting, it's it's awesome. And that sort of um, sparked my interest in doing continuing with, with that and doing percussion ensemble. Um, in college at Loyola, and I've had a blast doing that as well. All our pre- all our pieces um, have been so cool. Uh, there's, I've done it for the past, including this semester, four semesters, um, and we do a piece each semester. So my first semester doing it, we played a piece called the Sharpened Stick, which was awesome. 
it was so hard because it was like there were all kinds of like different time signatures and tuplet like rhythms and yeah. and everything and i had like a solo on i was playing a field drum and then i had different pitched break drums on this side okay um it was it was awesome i can i can show it to you later um but i had like a solo on the field drum where it was like a metric mod but it was like quintuplets to to triplets but i wasn't playing all of them it was just crazy crazy rhythmic things and i think a percussion ensemble is where you can expand you know all those rhythmic type things we also played a piece called shared space um by i believe ivan trevino who is an awesome like modern percussion uh ensemble composer and it was we had a marimba setup and a vibraphone setup um and then like some auxiliary things here and there but it was for i believe like six people so we would all be playing on the vibes like on each side and then all be playing on the on the marimba and switch between <laughs> oh gosh, them yeah and it was so awesome it's like this sort of ethereal like vibey sort of piece yeah. and that was great um and then the last semester the covid semester <laughs> um i'm and i'm so mad we didn't get to actually perform this piece um it was uh called tilted spheres i believe and it was awesome that sounds like a wgi show it does and maybe it could be um it was it was so cool there were tons of different like split parts between the setup was insane like i was playing a snare drum and a hi-hat and um like other stuff and there was another snare drum hi-hat player and we would like split stuff between oh, yeah, each you were other telling me about that yeah, yeah and there were people on on bass drum and and roto toms and, oh, yeah. and different it was so cool um it was really hard but it was awesome and i'm sad we didn't get to actually perform it Dang. um but yeah just sort of the the vibe you can get with with percussion ensemble is is different uh from other classical percussion because you can really and i think this is true with any sort of chamber like classical chamber ensemble like yeah. a string quartet or like a, a brass you know quartet or quintet where you can just be free to sort of experiment more and there's yeah the, like it's it's uh, it's weird because concert percussion is obviously there is written stuff on the page um but i would also think that there's a little bit of room for uh improvising oh yeah um, and it's room it's, for interpretation yeah it's and, not as crazy as jazz you know where you can pretty much play anything and get away yeah. with it but like yeah you know there is that little bit of freedom that you get to get mm-hmm. um and it's awesome I, I i love doing it uh we actually continue with, with the percussion ensemble i guess duet um in high school mike and i i'm convinced that we will play this piece again i promise we're you, learning a piece i promise you uh, this is me promising you on live recording right okay. now we will play this piece sometime in our lifetime together that's awesome if i have to buy a marimba i'll do it it's it was called as one and i guess the the sort of theme of it was that 
there's two people, but you're playing as one or on one marimba. Yeah. So each each person has has their setup. You were on the normal side of the marimba. So yeah. the marimba, what was it? Is it five octave, right? Yeah, you, five yeah. octave. So five op- octave marimba that goes down down the center. So like if you're looking at it. You know, like head on. So the lowest go. notes, we were standing on that side. Yeah, we we're standing on the left on, side on the lowest notes. Yeah, but I was on the side of if it's a piano, I was on the white keys side, and you were on the black keys side. Yeah, so you were playing it backwards. Yes, I was playing it backwards, which I had to do. It's it messes with your brain it's so really much because I had to do that on the the shared space piece where we had the vibes of marimba. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. It took me a while to learn those parts because it was just like, oh wait, D flat is that note, not you know. Yeah, it's 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 really difficult, and so we each have our own set of um, an array of instruments. So um, you have the lower side of the instruments, and I have mm-hmm. the higher side. So I have uh, a set of bongos, um, a concert tom, and then a, um, a conga, uh, the the higher yeah. of conga, and then um, like a. a a smaller splash symbol, so like an yeah. eight or whatever, or uh, let's just say a ten for this, you know. And then you would have a lower set of bongos, of each of those. a lower yeah. set of all of all that, you know. And we would be, it was so hard. It was. So we spent hard. a lot of of because we wanted to play it like we were going to play it for for our senior like last semester concert. Yeah, but. It was just we could not. It was such a hard piece to figure out, and we yeah. did, we were already busy with other stuff because it was senior year. But yeah, the we, nights that we would stay to rehearse that piece, we like, stayed till like ten, dude. Yeah, freaking rehearsing this piece. The um, band director was like, "Guys, go home. I have to go. I have home. to leave. Yeah. I can't leave you here." Yeah, and the the setup was the most ridiculous part because yeah. it was like, I mean, you had to get everything set up, and it was mm-hmm. just like it took for oh. And we had a giant uh, bass drum. Yeah, in we the had, center. In the center, yeah. yeah. So we had like a so concert bass we drum were in the like center. Playing the marimba, playing parts with the marimba on yeah. one hand and splitting parts, splitting parts with both hands with each other. Yeah. So we're splitting parts like one hand playing marimba, one hand playing drums, and then also splitting parts with each other. Yeah. It was crazy. I really want to actually learn it. We will. I, I yes. promise you now, we'll learn this piece. and Someday. I'll, someday, yeah. we will perform it, even if we're old. But it was really hard because we had, like, not only were we playing, you know, this the one part that always sticks out to me was the part we were playing um, on the on the marimba. And then we, we had a hitting, we were hitting, like, with the drum set stick yeah. on, like, the, the stick, the wood part of the mallet. So it was like, we were playing upbeats with a stick. Uh-huh. Well, I guess they were downbeats for you. Yeah. So we were playing. No, wait. They were downbeats for me, upbeats for you. Because because you started the split, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like it was like it was like uh, I don't even know how we were doing it. So it was like right. Yeah. And then like our left or your right hand, my left hand, we're playing stuff completely unrelated to what we were doing in oh. our right hand, just random. Like, and then we had a run. We had, the, we had the run too. But that was crazy. Yeah. That, that piece. And you know, just, yeah, I feel I, as much as I, I like classical percussion and concert band, and I feel that it doesn't, get as i said before get the love that it deserves percussion ensemble is just a whole a whole nother a whole thing. different beast yeah. a whole different you know creative thing that you can do um 
you know, and and show show your love of of the, the instruments, arts, yeah, yeah. Um, that we play here. So, well, uh, that's that's all we got on the agenda for today. Um, you know, and and I do recommend you checking out um, that as one piece and to anybody who's listening you know, yes. please check it out it's one of our favorite pieces ever it's the only piece we haven't been able to play yeah <laughs> um so it's on our bucket list so please go check that out that's just a cool piece you know mm-hmm. totally not and just dive feel free to dive into any other sort of yeah uh anything un- we mentioned unconventional percussive you know yeah tap pieces. space is yeah. where that's from it's really good um but yeah so uh that's all all for today um uh yeah uh this has been the drum break podcast thank you all so much for for listening and i hope you have a an awesome rest of your day peace Peace out. out